All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it straight to you. As we said in the beginning there, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Jedi Survivor, brand new game, uh, just came out last week. Redfall just came out this week. And then we got some PlayStation Pro or PlayStation 5 Pro rumors that are uh, starting to pick up a little bit of steam today. So definitely a lot to talk about this episode. I'm your host, Denzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my co-host. Each episode, uh, starting off with my guy, Mr. Goopmaster Flex in the middle there. How you doing, bro? Oh, we gooping. You know, since it's, we're talking about the topic, <coughs> we're gooping like a pro today. We're gooping like a mm-hmm. pro today. Interesting. All right, all right. And then we got my my guy, uh, Mr. 525, all the way to the side. May 25th, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, bro? I'm good, y'all. I'm good. Feels like it's been a minute. It hasn't been that long, but it's been a minute. You know, it's so been a minute. Cool. It's been it's been it's been about two weeks. We had some technical issues. You know, we couldn't couldn't get an episode out there. But you know, we're back. We're back. Hopefully, getting to a more consistent schedule as we draw a little bit closer to uh, not E3. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk. We'll, we'll get to that at a different time. We got a lot to talk about, so let's just jump right into it, my boys. Uh, Chris, you already know what it is, man. Take us away. Time for the. Buffer, y'all see that? You see, you see how I did that? That was fire, right? That was new. That was just right <laughs> off top. I was like, "Let me try that." That's hard. No, no. I said, "All right." Anyways, anyway, oh, that was really close. Okay. Um. Anyway, the buffer. <laughs> how would you, or what would you add to your favorite game that you currently play right now? And like, what would you add to it to take it over the top to make it like even better? So. It's not necessarily saying that the game is bad by any means. Obviously, it's your favorite game, but like obviously, I think everybody has that critique that they can give to their favorite title that just would like make it a non-stop playable game type of thing. Um, <clears throat> for me, uh, people who know me know I am a very big Destiny fan. Um, so I, I I play a lot of Destiny, and um, I'm not a dense destiny fan so i understand that the game has a lot of issues you know with certain things and i truly just believe that they are like a new a new game mode of some sort away from coming back to like good relevancy that and some some love for the crucible i think would go quite a long way like even like a lot of new maps and shit like that would go a long long way um there's a lot of people out there who kind of just think they should just say fuck all that and just go straight to d3 <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't know how I fully feel about that 100%. I just know that they steady complaining about how they can't do X, Y, and Z because of the limitations in whatever they got going on over there. And um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But if I think if they just added some kind of game mode that just really got people lit up again to kind of like do their thing, some kind of Destiny Bungie version of a BR, some kind of... I don't know, DMZ type of mode I'm here for. some Something, you know, something to just kind of be like, all right, yo, you trying to get on and go run that? Yeah, let's do it. Because I feel like that, that's what it's missing. It hasn't had that in a while. Unless you're a person who raids a lot, which I don't get the chance to do. Um, Yeah, that shit's missing for you. Something that you could just jump right into into a playlist and just literally keep trying to win it would be really, really fire. But then also put good prizes, because that's also a big problem too. You could get to the pinnacle on some things in Destiny and... The prize is like very mid. You know what I'm saying? So they gotta fix that as well. 
But yeah, they do that. And I think that game will come a lot back for a lot of people, but I don't know, Bungie watches to get any kind of advice, so you know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, thinking about it, imagine an extraction mode, man. I know you mentioned like DMZ like, you know, just like you said, you know, having a mode exclusively for like let's say there's like drop of the week. And it's like a very rare drop, but you have to you know hop on these DMZ slash, you know this is um, extraction mode, and you just got to get it. I just, I mean, I it's I don't know. I feel like extraction shooters is becoming more of like a trendy thing now, or like the main trend, slowly yeah. creeping up. I'll say it's like you know we've seen Battlefield try and Call of Duty do it as well, but I, I think it would make sense for a looter shooter like Destiny. The, the yeah. main thing I want to see from Destiny is some innovation, man. Just something different. Like, I actually, I really would hope that they don't do that extraction mode or, like, the the BR thing. Like, <clears throat> I just want them to do something completely different. Like, again, you know, we, obviously, like, we talked about this before, but, like, it's obviously a very different studio from what it was back in the Halo 2 days. But, like, Halo yeah. 2, like, revolutionized gaming, right? Revolutionized online gaming, to be specific. And... You know, I would love to see Bungie recapture some of that magic again. Like, obviously, Destiny's, you know, it's, it's a great game. It's probably one of the best shooters out there right now on the market, still coming out with consistent content. But there's nothing different for me. You know, like, I think it, it's, mm-hmm. it does do some cool things, like, on the, the single-player side of things. Um, but, like, as far as competitive multiplayer goes, like, it's just not... It's not interesting anymore. And that's a large part of why I moved away from the game. Um, mm. <clears throat> and yeah, I would love to see them get that spark again around competitive multiplayer. But yeah, same. That goes. Manny, you got an answer for this one? Yeah. And, you know, this ain't my favorite game particularly. But since I know they like to put the narrative on me that NBA 2K is my favorite game, I got an answer for. Not only NBA 2K, but a lot of sports games. Because oh, no. I do love sports. Don't do it. But You're going to take my answer, aren't you? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, this was just been a thing that, like, you know, I've been at least mentioning for a while. And, like, you know, when we play our sports games, it's like, why can't they just have a co-op my career mode or, like, a co-op superstar mode and Madden and stuff like that, where it's like you can just... You know, like, let's just say the NBA, for example, NBA 2K, just roll up in the squad of your boys, just, like, going through a season. And not only that, but, like, even, like, a co-op season where you just play online and then, like, you play a certain amount of games and they get to the playoffs and stuff like that. Just, like, how, like, Madden Ultimate Team works or mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a big, like, NBA. Yeah, like, franchise. Uh, like, a, wow. like, a, like a co-op franchise in a way, but, like, with my career. Yeah, like, you know how in uh, Madden, when you do, like, the three-player co-op with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you play certain amount of games, you get to the playoffs, and then you get to the playoffs. Oh, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, even, like, if you do something like that, you know, it'll still be dope, you know? Like, yeah. just, let's say you just pick a random team. And then, or, like, a team gets randomized for you, but, like, it's just the three of us, you know, like, or, you know, like, a whole squad of five just chilling NBA Uh, court, that kind of thing. Yo, you just... I mean, isn't that technically what, like, pro is? 
I guess you no, can say no, that no. it's no progress, but like if you do like more of like an in-depth season kind of thing, like a, I'm saying more of like a co-op season, like offline with your boys, like you know three people. I, but no, like I know on, what you're. I, I see what you're talking about. There's that, and then there's like the competitive aspect of like you know the, like I said, with, there's like there, there'll be two variants, you know, like there's the co-op my career, and then there's the co-op I guess like. I don't know. I guess you could say like a, like, kind of, like, a, like, a, like, like, like an offline mode, but also uh, I, I get where you're going with it. Like, I, uh, like P PVE, you know what I'm saying? Like right. player versus computer. Yep. That's, that's more the main focus. Yo. I guess you could say they already have that with pro am with like the other stuff, but nah, 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 there's really no, end, nah. yeah. there's really no end goal to pro am. You know, like you just playing games just for a record. And a lot of people yeah, just end up absolutely. creating a new pro am just to have a better record, which is like still kind of useless. But yeah, I agree. If you had like a incentive huh. to like, you know, doing a pro am like a three v three or five v five and, you know, you just like I said, you just play like you know the regular season games, and then go to the playoffs, and then if you win like the NBA finals, then it's like, you know, incentivize it, make get BC or exclusive clothing, maybe, you know, something that will make you make it worthwhile. But don't do anything cheesy because I know the rewards has been pretty lacking in 2K personally. Yeah, uh, let me let me give you all a spin on this because I actually really like that idea. I ain't gonna hold you, Manny. I think that's one of the best ideas you had in a little bit. That shit kind of fire. <laughs> I'm saying, but like, hear me out. Hear me out. No, 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 no. Don't be offended. <laughs> Don't be offended. It was a compliment, bro. All right. Now, bro. what if they did it right? Like how you're saying, it's a, it's a multiplayer co-op, but like they gave it the same kind of like storyline treatment, like how they actually give the single player co-op. But like, so what if they started experimenting with things like you, you and your boys are on an AAU circuit or some shit like that. Or like you or your boys are recruits in a high school that are all getting ready to go to college and y'all all decide to go to Kentucky because y'all all got in type shit. And now you got to play seasonal games together with storyline bullshit in the middle. That shit kind of hard, bro. Facts and then, like, I like how you mentioned that because, like, it doesn't always have to be co op, too, right? Like, just like a connected my career, you know, or like I'm you know playing for the Bucks and then, like, my boy Denzel playing for you know the Orlando Magic, and then it's just like we're just playing that season. It's like, oh, contract year, what's gonna happen? And then be like, yo, you can slide through, come this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like that would be dope, and like same thing for like Madden too. That would like so that's that. that's what I thought you were going with that, like huh. in the sense of a franchise mode, like where you're all you're all playing my career in the same franchise. Yeah, that like I, I didn't fire. elaborate it like <clears throat> yeah. enough, but like yeah, I like that for like an you know like I said like an offline slash online kind of thing. Like it'll be online, of course, but like you're going against like mostly like CPU, right? Unless yeah. it's like your your boys on the other team, other team just, right? Like that would only, be fire. I would love that. The only thing that would suck, obviously, is because like since you are playing with each other, and it's like you go on the bench. It's like what happened? You got to watch the game now because you're in the bench. But yeah, it's <laughs> part of the but, game, right? Because like we talk about, we we played like I know we had this play league in Madden. We haven't touched in a while, and like we're all defensive players, and it's like. Bro, like the all season half, and we're just talking like, "Yo, man, we got a spot for you in yeah. this," you know. And it's like the potential, and I feel bro, like I know they're not crazy. gonna do it because it's not the money maker, but like the potential, honestly, is a, is there. <clears throat> yeah, everybody keeps saying that. I don't. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> bought in on the idea like that. People keep 
like Chris, don't get too worked up on that comment because <clears throat> uh, there's this narrative that people always say like, oh well, Madden doesn't prioritize anything Look. other than Ultimate Team because Ultimate Team makes them money. Look, I understand that. But at the end of the day, the game has to be good in totality. Did you see that whole like that whole movement that people had when Madden like uh, a completely fucked up franchise and they had mm-hmm. no choice but to come out with all these statements and talk about all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a lot more that sells the game than just Ultimate Team. I actually think that there is a I would I would venture to guess that probably a, at least 60 percent of people who pick up Madden probably don't fuck with Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. And at some level, you know, if you lose that 60% of, of people buying the game, like, it's going to hurt you probably more than if you, like, just stop focusing on Ultimate Team altogether. Like, I think there's there's a give and take with that shit. So, I don't, I'm not big on that narrative that, like, uh, they don't really care about it because it doesn't make money. Like, it makes some money. I would well, argue this like, definitely would. I really do. <laughs> Man, What? Like we already know, like Madden is the best-selling sports game, and 2K is, is you know, like they're the high-tier sports games. There's no competition; nothing's gonna take over it. So, like, I feel like they're not gonna be as motivated to do something innovative just because of it. I think I think the problem is that they're they're motivated to only do one innovative thing a year. Mm. Mm. I, I don't think that they don't do anything innovative. I just think it's limited to one feature, and I think. So, you know, like it's it's a hit or miss for like certain section of people. It's like, oh, like I'm a I'm per- someone who loves to run the ball when I play Madden. Like they made a feature that was specifically for me. And then like there's like the other 60 percent of people out there who really just pass the ball and bomb it every play. So like they don't care about that shit. Right. So they're like, oh, well, this sucks. you know, like it's there's always this balance. And it's like you can't satisfy everybody at once because you you only I, I don't even know if it's necessarily that they can only focus on one thing at a time because they're making an annual game. But they choose to only focus on one thing at a time. One way or the other, they are only focusing on one thing at a time, and you can't satisfy everyone when you're only focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah, I feel like part of it also is like I hate when they take out things and then just for it to be brought back in the future later game. You know what I mean? Like directional passing essentially was like a a feature in like a previous Madden before, but obviously like. It probably went a little bit more in depth to it, but like it, it's still a feature that was there in the past. Well, direct, the directional of, passing never went anywhere, though. You could always lead your receivers; they just expanded on it. So I don't know if that's the well, best there was, example. There was, I, I think it was, I had an eighteen or something like that. I seen a clip, and it was like, like a clip of literally like you see, you know, the marker where the ball's going to land, and the, you know the guy's aiming it as he's about to throw it. Like it, it, it was a thing of not even like a long time ago, but like. The last five years. I don't know about I have, to, that. I have to look it up. I have to look up a video, but I did see a video before. And it was like a feature that was there, but they took it out because I I don't know. I guess people don't use it or something. I have a question for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I don't know if this is possible, but I wanted to know if you guys think this is feasible. You know how like we talked about it like kind of being a thing where you can kind of just like play with your your friends and kind of like do an AU circuit or whatever the case is. Do you think it's possible for them to create this my player mode in a way where like you do the whole college recruitment thing and you're in there with your boys and y'all are all playing together on the college level, right? And then they do the draft. And in the draft, y'all gonna obviously all go to different teams, right? How do they set that up in a way where like 
it's more realistic, you know what I'm saying? In the sense where, I don't know, I went to Boston, you went to Orlando, you went to uh, Oklahoma City, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But but you feel me though? How do they do that in a way where now my games affect your games? And your record is legitimately posting in my shit when I play. And then when our teams go against each other, we actually physically go head up for real, for real. Like, I Mm -hmm. think there's something there where, like, they could literally, if they got that shit right, scrap that old my player shit because that shit would be trash compared to that other thing. That shit almost makes it feel like another spin on how they kind of do the sports MMO thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of interesting, man, to think if they could pull that off. It's, I mean, literally what you're describing is franchise mode. It's literally just like in Madden, there's something called connected franchises. And it's like I, I control the Titans and um, Manny controls the Texans and whatever. And like they, they, you don't have the my career element to it where like you're only controlling one individual player. You're literally controlling an entire team. And like I played my team this week and so on and so forth. And like, you know, it shows us all these different stats with all the games that are going on around the league. Like, I don't think it's that hard to do in a 2K setting where, like, I, I think I think the the challenge maybe or the thing that I've never seen done before is where we could be playing on the same team. That element is the element that would be interesting to me. Like, if you expand it further than that, because I, I really do think it's it, it wouldn't take 2K that much to then to just say, like, all right, we have a connected my career mode where, like, when you're playing your league games, it's happening basically at the same time as you know when you're playing with your friends or like when your friends are playing. I don't think that's necessarily hard, um, but at the same time, I don't think that that's necessarily compelling either. Like doing it on its own just that way, I think what makes it compelling is if like people could play on the same team together and like that's when people. I think people might take a little bit more notice and like it might be worth mm-hmm. their time because it'd be different enough and it'd be engaging enough that like oh all right I'm gonna play my rookie contract this way but then like I'll, I'll find a way to get a trade off and go to this team or like maybe you know like when we're both in college we're on the same teams or whatever like it's cool I could play with my friend like all my friends are, are at UConn or something like that and then we all go to different teams and we find a way to come back to get like the ability or the the possibility of playing on the same team in your my career I think that would be the element that would push that idea forward and I don't I, I don't know why it would be hard to do but I have to imagine that that's the challenge because why haven't they done it yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either either it's like it hasn't been too much of a popular subject. I don't know. Like there might not be as many, you know, great minds as us guys. You know. <laughs> Talk, that shit, Manny. That. Talk that shit, Manny. Let them know. The people are not we geniuses, yo. Talk that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what's energy but, right now. Talk that shit. You man. know, I feel I feel like being creative. I think Matt could be creative. You're a creative genius, okay. Manny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, interesting. So we're still waiting on you. I know, I know. I, I, I honestly, honestly don't, I don't have a, a great answer for this one, at least not as thought-provoking as the one you just came up with. It's, it's a really simple one for me. Um, I just wish sports games would, like, allow for a spectator mode. So if, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, if, if you own Madden, and I want to play, you know, like, let's say, like, all three of us on Madden and I wanted to play against you, Manny. And, like, Chris just wanted to watch. And, like, instead of me having to go, like, stream on Twitch or something, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. we could just invite him to the same lobby and he would just move to a little spectator area and he'd watch the whole game. You know, like, I don't know why sports games don't have that. 
Like literally every sports game should have that. It, it feels like the simplest thing to to do. I think PlayStation has yeah. that though. Like as a feature where you can like. It's cast. not clean though. It ain't. It ain't. I haven't uh, used it. Yeah. It's basically the same concept though. It's just like you're streaming to yeah. like another yeah, PlayStation like, person, right? Like I just want it to be built into the game. That's it. We're done. You know, like it's it's literally just I invite everyone, and then there's like a spectator portion of it where I'm literally just the game is just streaming the video to whoever else is that wants to watch. And yeah. I don't have to do all the extra work on my side. Like yeah. everybody's just connecting to the same server to see us play the game out. Like yeah. I just feel like it's such an easy thing to do. And yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's funny you say that because like I I wanted something very similar to that a long time ago. And like I, I gave up on it because it literally feels like one of those features that the gaming industry just it, over the head, <laughs> like it just, well, it just, it, I don't know the, what it is. But here's the thing: it's not though. Like, so I could, I can think of. There's a large uh, contingent of fighter fighting games that do that, right? Like, I remember, true, I used yeah. to play, I'll, like, I'll give like, you that. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat, whatever. Like, you could just sit in the lobby and not like ready yourself up and just watch each other fight. Fortnite, you can do that. You sit in the lobby and you you put yourself in like an idle mode and you just watch your friend play. And then whenever you are ready, you'll like you know put yourself in a ready mode or whatever. So like there are actually a number of games in the industry that do that. Why don't sports sports games games. do it? You know, it's like, it's if, if there is any game that would make the most sense to do something like that, it would be sports games. Like, like I, uh, what was it the other day? Um, I think Orlando and DJ were playing the show. Mm -hmm. And like, we were all in a park together. (laughs) It was, it was horrible. Um, it was it was absolutely horrible. Anyways, <laughs> um, one person was getting their ass handed to them. Um, but yeah, like I think uh, Orlando had to stream it. You know, it's like this is annoying. Like we were mm-hmm. we were all like ready to watch it. You know, we could have just been an easy invite everybody and then shift. You know, everybody who wasn't gonna play into the spectator mode and then we'd all just watch. You know, in real time as it happens. But no, we have to deal with like Orlando streaming it. And then, like, his connection potentially taking a damper because he has mm-hmm. to play against someone online. So, like, he might have a little bit more latency than he needed to have. You know, it's just, like, it would just have been better to just have a spectator mode built into the games. It should be a prerequisite at this point for any sports. Just have that shit baked right in. Simple. But I like that Agreed. Yeah, my Agreed. Friends yeah, you know, something. Yeah. I want that shit in FPSs, everything, bro. Also, I did find it too where uh, the old Madden, it was Madden 18, it was a, it was called Target pa- uh, Passing. So, you know, I know that was like a whole different topic of when we were talking about <laughs> All right. Madden. Using I'm going to need you to send me that because I'm going to check that out later. Because I've, I mean, I've, I've played every Madden since like fucking back when, when was Peyton Hillis on the cover? Madden 12? I've played literally, yeah. I've bought every single Madden since then. I don't remember there being the type of passing that they just introduced, but. Alas, let's uh let's let's dive into the main topics because we yes. spent a lot of time on this buffer for sure. We got stuck. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. That was that was a good that was a good conversation there, Manny. What's your what's your uh, answer? Gosh. All right, but um, but yeah, let's let's dive right into it. So the first thing we're going to talk about here is uh Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which in my opinion was the game of the year in that year. That was that was my personal game of the year. Uh, I think the only reason it didn't get nominated is because it came out in December, but whatever. Got the sequel. It's just come out. It's fucking, it's fucking perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's great. 
It's great. It's it's got it's got a lot of bugs. It's got a lot of bugs, but god damn it, it's like it's a fucking fantastic game. It's like so far, and I know we're only like barely halfway through the year, but it's right now my game of the year. Like mm-hmm. firmly firmly my game of the year so far. Um and yeah, Manny, I, I know you're the only other person who's played it, so you know I, w- I want to let you say your two cents on it. But uh, I got a, a couple things to talk about, I guess, in regards to the game. But uh, yeah, what do you think about your experience so far? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, it's terrible. I returned <laughs> it, got my refund. But <laughs> no, nah, I'm actually enjoying it, man. It's, and it's like one of the only times I can actually agree with IGN. It's like. This is like the Arkham City to, you know, Arkham Asylum when that came out back in the days. Yep. Like, this is a perfect sequel. You know, it's sad that, you know, there has been a lot of bug issues. You know, a lot of PC, you know, players complaining about how, like, bad the port was. And I understand, you know, 2023, I feel like, you know, that should have been settled a long time ago. Because, like, you know, I remember going all the way back to even, like, when Arkham Knight came out and Arkham Knight was getting shit on just for having a bad PC port. But overall, you know, my console experience hasn't been too bad playing on the Series X. But during the gameplay so far, I haven't beat the game yet, but I got well over, like, 12 hours so far. I'll say, yeah, it's, you know, it's an amazing game. The combat is, like, you know, fun as fuck. It's fluid. And I, I, I love it when it's, like, a shit ton of droids and you're just, like, whooping everybody's ass oh with the dual God. blades. It's so sad. I, I love the new variations, too. You know, they got the Kylo Ren sword. You also got the dual blades. And then, like, you know, blade and the blaster. I, I do love it. It's, like, it, it makes it more unique to, you know, be, like, a Jedi. Like, it's more variations. Like, why can't, why can't we get, like our own Jedi, like, this game's physics and stuff like that, but, like, we get to crayon Jedi, you know? I want to be a Sith Lord or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, overall, great game. The story's been, like, compelling and fun so far. I, You know, I'm trying to get through the game. It's like, I don't want to rush it, but I kind of do just to, like, see how everything unravels, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really loving it. It feels like it's going to be a long game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know, I think, what, on paper they said, like, 20, 30 hours. It just feels like it's longer than that. And I think a good portion of it has to do with the fact that the game is hard. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking hard. It's hard as fuck. And I know you're playing it on the... By the way, shout out to Manny. Playing it on the hardest difficulty. Grandmaster Jedi. He, it's- he, uh, <laughs> he, he heard, or he uh, took to heart my criticism when he played Resident Evil 4. You know, he said, fuck this guy, I'm going all the way in. Because I'm not even playing it on that hard of a difficulty. He's got me wanting to go up all the way. So uh, I'm on Jedi Knight. So. so I don't know what it is, but like at first when, we fought, when I was fighting that Rancor and I was getting my ass whooped, like that changed me, bro. Because after that Rancor fight, I'm just like blown through enemies and stuff like that. Bro, I still can't beat monsters. Like big monsters, I have a problem with. But mm-hmm. like people, especially people, uh, anyone with a lightsaber, I'm good. I'm exactly. good because <laughs> like I'll parry. I'm good. I got got him stunned. Do 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 what I gotta do. Like the the double sided blades, Darth Maul inspired blades. Those mm-hmm. are like my go to for every battle. Like I I recently gotten mm-hmm. the the Kylo Ren one. Uh, actually, I've unlocked all the stances so far. But um, the Kylo Ren one, like I really enjoyed it at first because like it was, it felt like a lot of power. But I just ended up going back to my double sided yeah, blades, it's man. Too slow. Yeah, like it's. 
I feel so nimble. And then like also that there's this move where uh, I think it's, I think it's just your Y move with that, um, that stance, you throw the blades like all around you. And then if you hold it again, as he's doing that move, he, he creates like a bigger circle of just like swinging the blade, like around and killing everything. And so there was this moment where I was surrounded by droids and I did that move and it just cleared the room. And it was just like, this is, this is the ultimate power fantasy, like being a Jedi controlling the force. Cause actually, no, before I did that move, there's another move where you can pull everything like close to you, everything that's in the room. It's like a big uh, force pull move. And so I did that, got them all close and then hit that Y move. And it was just like, bruh, ah, uh, I'm a God. This is amazing. And I'm, I'm probably barely like 10% through the game because I'm seeing like TikTok clips of like the way certain people are moving and certain things that they've unlocked. And they're like, they're literally like, um, if y'all played force awakens, like star killer, that character, like, He's probably one of the pow- most powerful Jedi's that they showed off like in a game, aside from like Vader or whatever. Nah, mm-hmm. Cal Cal Kestis got his ass beat, bro. Like he's he's that dude. The way he's like just murdering people, and not even get touched, dashing around everywhere. Like, oh man, I cannot wait to get through with this game. I'm I'm. It needs to be in the conversation for game of the year by the end of the year. I know that there's a lot of other things coming down the pike. Um, you know, one of one of the games that people thought might be in conversation <laughs> game of the year. We'll talk about soon. <laughs> Obviously it's not going to be now. So, you know, it only leaves like what Starfield and, uh, and Spider-Man left in, in that conversation. So this, I mean, unless they got some other games, you know, coming down the pipe that we don't know about. Straight, straight two, bro. You mean her? What's that? Straight two. Straight two. God, get the fuck out. <laughs> you ain't heard, bro. That shit coming out. Nah, uh, <laughs> I didn't get another oh, game of the year nomination. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. about to make a whole another game called, called Wolf. Oh, I forgot Armor about Armor Core. I forgot about Armor Core. I still don't know if it's going to get a game of the year nomination. But uh, it looks fun. It, it, it looks look. it looks cool. It definitely looks cool. I've I've never been a big mech gaming guy, but at the same time, like it's a from software game, so I got to at least yeah. pay attention to it. But it does. It definitely does seem like a departure from all the other shit that they've been doing. But yeah, Chris, I know you. Uh, you haven't played this one yet, but you know, have you been seeing anything about it? What have you been hearing yeah, about? Yeah, I've only been hearing positive things about this game, man. It seems like uh, they've done their damn thing with this sequel. But it, it did make me kind of more re-inspired to kind of go back and finish up with the first one, just because like I'm not going to even hold you. Like I barely even remember to even go back to like that game. Um, I need to fucking buy a memory card so I can re-download it. Um, I think uh, it is streamable. I would, you know. Bro, you see my issues I be having, man? I'd be... I'd say say just try it. (laughs) Just try it. Just see what happens. Yeah, I guess. You'd be surprised. Give it a shot. Um, But I was also going to say I might just be able to go ahead and delete what we're going to talk about. Because, you know what I'm saying? I might have some space after that motherfucker right there. Because I I did the (laughs) pre-download. You know what I'm saying? So you can have it on day one. Yeah, yeah, I did that. So you gotta at least try it first, but, but no, we I, am. I am. Yeah. I am. We, we won't get right into it. I mean, might, might as well. It's perfect segue. Uh, you know, as we talked about, Jedi Survivor came out last week. This week, we got Redfall from Arcane and Microsoft and Xbox. And uh, yeah, 
I, I think it was our last, our very last episode that we did, right? It was about um, whether the game should have been delayed because of the 60 frames per second drama, yada, yada, yada. It's very clear that this game obviously should have been delayed, but it ain't got, it has nothing to do with 60 frames. Because honestly, I think the game's perfectly fine with 30 frames per second. There's just so many other things going on with this game that just don't make sense. It's out of whack. I mean, the AI is trash. Um, like the, the 30 frames in of itself is just not like smooth. It just doesn't feel fluid as a shooter. And I don't understand why, because the, the gameplay trails that they've shown feel smooth. So like, I'm not sure what went wrong <laughs> along the way. I know a lot of the times they show off PC footage, but like many, I mean, I'm assuming based off of your experience with it, it's still not smooth on PC, right? So I mean, like, with mine's, I've always been able to, like, I can easily run a 4K60, except for, like, there's one part on the map where, like, as soon as you get out the firehouse and you just, like, this fucking dam area or whatever, it's just, like, open space. As soon as I looked at that shit, my shit was running at, like, 10 frames per second. I was like, whoa! Well, here's, so here's my question. Because when I say, when I say it's smooth versus not smooth, like, I think the game is running at a stable 30, 30 frames per second, right? It just doesn't feel for like what the game is. It doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? We right. expect this because like I know I remember a lot of people comparing it to like a Left 4 Dead kind of vampires and stuff like that. And like this gunplay would even like match up to that. Like that kind of pace Left 4 Dead have compared to this. And I know like they say this game is more compared to like a Far Cry or whatever. And I don't know. This game just doesn't feel right. It feels rushed just to like get this out at a certain window, and it feels like there's no like TLC to it. There's no tender, loving care. You know what I mean? It's I, like I do, unfortunately. But hmm. it's like you know, I, you know. I guess I'll go off, right? Yeah, I, like one thing I hate. Especially on like a modern AAA game, you know, made from a big studio that's probably funded by one of the biggest corporations ever, Microsoft. Clicking slideshow cutscenes on a AAA seventy dollar game. I'm sorry, but like, if you're telling me you can't come up with a compelling story enough to like have decent cutscenes, not even a compelling story, but like, just like something. The fact that I gotta like. You know, watch these boring ass slideshow cutscenes just to like get the point across. It's like it's not even good. It's that's I feel the whole like, game. The whole game's like that. Yes. Yeah. There are there are there really aren't any like I don't know some of the, some of the story plays out as you're playing it, but any of the cutscenes that happen, they're it's all slideshow. Yikes. Reminds me of like fucking infamous days. I was like, we play infamous and the sun happens. It's like, oh, you do the good or the bad. And then you get the fucking bad slide- <laughs> slideshow panels and stuff like that. Or the good slideshow panels. Back in the day, it was cool. It was whatever. But we're talking about 2023 and you can't come up with at least some gut team, bro. Yeah, I don't, but here's the thing. I don't even think. I know it probably it's doesn't just, matter. It's just because there's a lot more worse than. No, 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 slideshow. no. That's not, that's not what I was going to say. I think other games can do that just fine. It's just the oh, way yeah. it's done is just feels so cheap. Like it just feels bad. It just feels bad. There's no other way to put it. It just feels bad. And I guess at some level, like, I don't know, like it's just woven into every part of the presentation of the game. It just feels cheap. 
Like that's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. And I guess largely it feels cheap because there's a high level of expectation around it. And I think that at the end of the day, if this wasn't being billed as like a, like a a first party exclusive game, maybe it would get a little bit more slack, maybe a little bit more leeway, but it's still bad. It's still bad at the end of the day. Uh, It's still bad at the end of the day. And I just think that the, like all the things that are going on with it, are compounded by the fact that this is an Xbox game in a year uh, previous to us not having any mm. exclusives to to talk about at all, and then this is like our our burst our like first big exclusive like AAA exclusive I should say of the year, and to get let down this hard, it's it's rough, man. It's rough. Like, yeah. and I know I know that like in this business and when i say this business i mean like us podcasting also like social media end of things there's a lot of doom and gloom like there tends to be a lot of doom and gloom a lot of overreactions and so on and so forth but god damn man like this is such a bad look this is such a bad look for xbox so last week you know you also had the the cma come out you know Mm -hmm. uh, saying that they're gonna block the the xbox deal and I, I really don't think that means much of anything. I, I really think at the end of the day, they still get the deal through, like, because their, their reasoning behind the block was just really dumb, to be quite frank. And they've already, there's already, like, some conversations with uh, UK officials, like, like, overarching officials talking about overriding that decision because they disagree with it too, um, which is kind of unprecedented, but whatever. That's a different mm-hmm. story for a different time. Either way, though, the optics of it is you lost there. <laughs> now you're coming out with this this you know this this big triple a game supposedly absolute failure right like there's just no other way to put it it's it's a failure right like you you can't put that back in the box anymore people called for it to be to be um pushed back because of the 60 frames thing it clearly should have been pushed back for different reasons and you know like the, like the the ai one alone is such a big issue so like there's so many clips so many instances of like the the cultist in the world and the the I keep saying zombies the vampires like just bumping into walls being st- like walking back and forth you kill one of the vampires like while they're sleeping and then the other one doesn't wake up like just just a lot of like logic failures you know as far as the game goes and i understand that at some level this game was an experiment by um by um arcane austin and you know like it, they they wanted to try something a little different, whatever. After making prey, but man, dude, like it's just bad. It's just yeah, bad. it was very lazy. And like, oh man, like I remember how you mentioned the AI. I remember watching Moist Critical just playing it, and there was just like in the beginning when you're in the firehouse in the basement, and like the first vampire just comes at you. Dude literally ran behind a box, and the vampire fucking floating in front of the box. <laughs> It just would not like move around or anything like that just because he's hiding behind a box or it was like a wooden crate. And then he was like, oh, wait, I get it. It's because it's wood. You know what I mean? Like, you know how much I made a joke about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, but I do think that this solidifies what I was saying um, about the whole 60 frames argument and that I don't think it's a power of the Xbox issue. I think this is a. This is the failure on a design standpoint, like the yeah, the studio. Terrible. 
severely fucked up here with designing the game because you can't can't tell me that the Xbox itself isn't capable of creating good AI, right? Like there's nothing there's nothing spectacular about this game that would cause it to push the limits of an Xbox Series S, let alone an X, right? Let alone an X. Not not it can't even push the seri- the the Series S in my opinion. So mm-hmm. you know, I I just don't understand what happen there it's not it's not like it's densely populated world where there's tons of vampires and you're fighting a ton of vampires at any given time like i think we we maxed out at like six the other day when we were playing right like i don't know man i just i don't understand how you let this happen and i and i understand that um a lot of reports are coming out that xbox didn't really have a lot of say in what was going on with redfall in regards to like, they were pretty sta- like hands off with Bethesda. They've been hands off with Bethesda since um, this acquisition's gone through. And Manny and I were talking about this, or um, like you know when we were, when we were getting set up for the podcast. And Chris, you weren't necessarily here for this, but you know I, I said that's that's largely a good thing that that Xbox, you know, Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, these guys, they're not necessarily interfering with what Bethesda has because, you know, with the exception of Fallout 76, they've made nothing but great games. I mean, I I still think Fallout 76 is a great game, but like yeah, criti- from from a critical um standpoint, like, you know, like uh as far as like review scores and things like that, like, you know, generally speaking, their games are are universally loved, right? Um and 76 is the lowest point they've had up until now, <laughs> this is this is hands down the worst Bethesda game that I think I've I've played. You know, and mm. I guess what's crazy about that is that like Bethesda games in general, like that that cluster of studios, has made nothing but what nine, eight and a half quality games, right? Like that's mm. the lowest they've gone. So to to have it drop <laughs> down to like what a four, I'm I'm basically I'll give the game a four. You know, like to have it drop from that that kind of a caliber is just it's crazy, man. Like it's it's a it's a big problem. And I can understand, you know, giving giving the studio some leeway. But at some level, you know, I think Phil Spencer has a little little bit of little bit of blame here because you you can't tell me you didn't play the game beforehand. Right. You can't tell me you didn't play it at all before it came out. So and you thought this was like acceptable, like the way it was. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad you said it because I was definitely going to get him. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that's shit. Picked up the controller. Said this shit hot garbage, but we need to release something. <laughs> I mean, but and, and that's and that's the speculation, right? Is it like, is it? Oh, like we've been cooking this for too long. We just have to get it out there. Which honestly, I think that's fine. But don't promote the game. <laughs> like I just don't promote it the Shadow way you've been promoting it. You know, like just just but, throw it out there. Say, hey, this is something that we've been working on. Give it the treatment of like um, of grounded or Pentiment or any of those other like like whenever they acquire a studio and that studio has a passion project that's basically an indie game and you drop it and you create very low levels of expectation for it and people love it. I think if there was no hype around Redfall at all and you just drop that shit out of nowhere randomly on Game Pass and said, "Hey, this is um this is an early access game." We're having a completely different conversation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I guarantee you I guarantee you in a year, Redfall will be a very playable game, probably be a ton of fun as like a, th- a throwaway. Hey, let's just play some Redfall and fuck around or whatever. I guarantee you in a year, they will get it to that point. So why not just do, you know, like either push the game back or do the early access thing. Like you have the multiple options. 
And I think the, the thing that makes all of this worse is, again, the backdrop of last year, the backdrop of Halo having all the shit that happened recently, like the narrative of, oh, Xbox doesn't have any games. The it, There's just so many things gnawing, gnawing, gnawing at Xbox and, and Phil Spencer's heels about, you know, a lot of the stuff that, honestly, they don't even necessarily have a lot of control over. But this is one of those things you do. This is literally one of the things you do. Push the game back or just scrap it if you had to. You know, you didn't have to release this. You didn't even have to announce it. But you had enough confidence to announce it at the end of a showcase two years ago to say, hey, this is going to be an amazing game, whatever. Like, and everybody's excited for it. And, uh, like, it's, it's a disappointment. That's yeah. going to be my final thought on this. <laughs> no, it's so. <laughs> Chris, I, I, wanna, I want you to go ahead and... Uh, you know, share your thoughts with us here, man. Uh, you hit a lot of my same points that I was going to harp on. I was definitely, definitely, definitely going to talk about the idea of, like, what's good with playtesting? What's good with stress testing your game? What's good with, I don't know, having a team of people in your studio that says, all right, we're going to play it first, and then we're going to get some beta guys. Like, there's supposed to be all these waves of, like, getting your game to where you want it, and it feels like that didn't happen. Or it either did happen, and there was some fuckets. I, I, I can I tell you. I can tell you from my time working at Microsoft, not necessarily anywhere near the Xbox division. We got like there was some it was something called dog fooding. They would like let you ex- play with and like try things that were coming out. I'm very confident that other studios got a chance to play this game ahead of time. What the hell? Yeah, that, 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 yeah, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. And I'm not gonna hold you. This makes me worried about Hellblade. Very worried about Hellblade. I think the one game that they may hopefully get right because they, they can't afford for Starfield to fuck up. Like I, I, they're not gonna release that game if it's not ready by this release date that they gave us. There's no way. There's no way. If they fuck up with Starfield. We gotta have a conversation about a couple things, y'all. I'm gonna yeah. tell y'all that right now. That right I, now. <laughs> I think. I think. So there's there's two there's two things you brought up there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they're reasonable. And I think that this this is the problem with having a situation like this. So I'll, I'll start with my opinion, right? There's no way in hell um, Starfield is gonna be as bad as Redfall, and I'll I'll die on that hill. I just I don't care. I'll die on that hill. Like the pedigree that's the the pedigree of the people that are in, in charge of that are too high caliber, and for what they're making, it's not like deviating that far from what they've done yeah, with yeah. with Fallout. So I, they know what they're doing. I think the problem with something like a Redfall is that it's an experimental game, and they're chasing a trend, right, with the looter shooter side of things. So I think that's part of why you run into that problem. There ain't no way in hell Hellblades. We've seen too much about the game so far. There's no way in hell that game is bad maybe it'll have some bugs when it comes out and that's and i i think like that's the worst uh not the worst that's the best case scenario unfortunately the best case scenario nowadays with certain games is like okay it's got yeah. some bugs whatever like we're, like we talked about we just literally just ran through it with jedi um survivor it's like it's a fucking great game but it has bugs okay. but it's still a fucking fantastic game it's game of the year quality um i i think we're at the point now where like any game that releases i think you're gonna you're gonna expect bugs. It's just inevitable. I I 
hate saying that. I absolutely hate saying that. Cause it, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, let anyone off the hook. Like you shouldn't have bugs. Period. Like you should be releasing a full fledged experience. Like we we're all going to sit here and agree to that right now. But at the same time, forget COVID, forget any of that stuff. I think once you unlock the door to be able to update your game after the fact online, you you left the door open for like eh, we can excuse a bug here or there, or like also just these games are really big and sometimes they're just bugs that you're not going to get because they're just so granular. Like you can't test literally every single situation of every single game, especially when they're this immense. So, um, you know, sometimes sometimes things happen. But yeah, there's there's I just in my my eyes, there's just no way Ninja Theory. There's nothing that's changed enough about that studio that tells me, oh, they'll just completely fuck up Hellblade 2. It's the same people essentially working on the game with a bigger budget. And they've been working on it for quite some time under Microsoft. They've, it's not like, you know, so um, again, Redfall was in production well before Microsoft bought, you know, the studios. And they basically allowed them to just continue doing their thing in silence. Um, so I will say that I don't think either one of those games should necessarily be, well, not, not should be questioned. I don't think that they will be bad. Mm. But your thought, your, your, um, you know, your theory or whatever, just the, the, the statement that you made is valid. And I think that's the problem. It's like a lot of people will probably feel that way. And it's justifiable to feel that way, even though I still think those games are going to be fantastic. My, mm. my thing with Microsoft is you've put yourself in a situation where you need to be absolutely perfect in every single thing that you do. Right. Um, Actually, no, I'm not going to, I was going to, I was going to give you an example that I think all of us, especially you and I, Chris would understand, but I'm not going to take it too far into that. But I just think when you're in a certain, in a certain place and things are, are stacked against you, you have to be perfect. You cannot leave any room for error, any margin for error, any margin for anybody to tell you anything. And that's exactly where Xbox has been because they fucked up last generation and like they're starting to flounder again here. You know, you just cannot leave room for error because once you start casting that doubt, things start to snowball down. And even if you have an absolute banger on your hands, you know, like it may not necessarily matter if you keep fumbling and kicking the can down as far as you do. So like Starfield is unfortunately now a make or break situation for this this year. If Hellblade comes out this year, and that, that's another thing too, right? So now we put pressure on Hellblade. So like maybe, maybe they were going to give Hellblade a little bit of room um, and, and, you know, release it early next year. Maybe now they got to put a little bit of pressure and say, hey, we need this to come out this year. You know, like squeeze it into whatever window, you know, you may have. Like it just, it just creates all like so many problems, man. It just, just creates so many problems. And I, I would imagine that it's probably other things that they have cooking as well that, uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, sure. and uh, you know, I think there's another thing that we haven't like really touched on yet is every time this happens, I think it worsens the value. Uh, well, not worsens the value, but worsens the perception of value for Game Pass, right? Because it's like the the hook is supposed to be these games are released day one. And you get them for your subscription. And it's like, okay, we, we're not getting them on day one because you're pushing a lot of shit back already. And then you, when we get it, it's not, it's not good. You know, so it's like, at some point, it's like, people are going to start questioning, all right, I get it. We have a whole library of games that we could choose from to play. And that's cool and all. But 
when are you, when is it going to capitalize on the whole you gave me a banger from day one aspect because if you think about halo and if you think about this and again if they fuck up with these other games that's kind of what the narrative is going to start to be and i i wonder if people will start to think to themselves you know why do i have this 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 thing why so i could play uh, night at freddy's one through five like no nobody gives a fuck about that shit we really are here to be able to be able to play some of this new shit right the fuck away that's the main pull for i think a lot of people right now i don't know i just think that's getting a little fucked up based upon how this stuff is happening you know while i while i hear you i push back on that because there's just too much shit bro there's so much stuff coming to game pass like like I, I get I get some of the, the first party stuff. I understand that conversation for sure. But like even you you talked about Halo, like the Halo Halo campaign, there was no problem with Halo campaign, right? Like that came out and it was it was great. Like that wasn't the launch of Halo wasn't the problem. The problem was the after the fact stuff with the with the multiplayer, which is free anyways. So like Game Pass argument kind of diminishes there. Like I definitely hear you with Redfall and and not getting enough first party content consistently enough. But there's a ton of stuff that keeps launching on Game Pass that people are constantly talking about. So I don't know if I'm like, I, I have to push back on that a little bit. Like the yeah, show, the yeah. show just came out. That's that that's a huge game. People are playing that on on Game Pass day one. You know, like, and like that's something that that PlayStation users don't have, even though that's a PlayStation like studios game. Like, yeah. there's a lot of games that are on Game Pass that that are even if they're not necessarily first party games. There's a lot of third party games that are releasing day one, and they're fucking amazing like the um wulong shlong wulong uh disappearance of benedict fox i think is one that's that's coming or had just come out like there's a lot of great content that's coming out on game pass day one it's just that microsoft's not necessarily the ones making it that well and and that's the problem though yeah that's what i mean because like i'm i don't know about you guys but that's like the main narrative that non folks who fuck with microsoft say when you tell them about it they ain't got no games they ain't got no games they ain't got no games it's the number one thing that people always bring up and this shit it just doesn't help any of the argument man well my my only argument was that i don't think that that leaks into game pass because it's like it's a completely different entity right like yes there are not enough exclusive games absolutely agree with you but there are a lot of third-party things coming into game pass that are great (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like at, at some point, don't you think that if the first party games are not really coming out how they're supposed to, what truly separates Game Pass from PlayStation Plus and shit like that? So PlayStation Plus still doesn't really have like a lot of games that are coming out day and date like that. You're not getting a Wulong in PlayStation Plus. You're not getting um, the show in PlayStation Plus, right? Like you're not like those things just aren't happening. So like if you're looking at it pound for pound as what it is right now. You're still getting like infinitely greater value on Game Pass. If even if they didn't, if if right now they said we are no longer doing first party exclusive games in Game Pass, it's still far and in a way a better deal than PlayStation Plus. And it's not even close. So do you like, think the perception of the public is that way, though? Because I think that's like I, where I'm coming out with it. I think the perception, uh, the public perception is still, yes, that it's a much better value. Even if you take all of that stuff out, because again, <clears throat> these last two years, we haven't had exclusive games. And every year people are like, well, Game Pass is great. Like nobody's saying like, oh, Game Pass sucks. Like people are still talking about how the greatness of Game Pass because they're still getting great games. So it's 
it's one of those things where like Microsoft is definitely getting away with it because they're supplementing their lack of first party stuff with making some third party deals like the Wulong deal and so on and so forth. But they need to do better. I'm not saying that they, you know, they can get a, yeah, I mean, they, they can get away with this for a little bit longer. I do think from a Game Pass standpoint, but I don't think Game Pass is the only thing at this point. Like there's another, there's a different narrative going on. The narrative around the Xbox brand, not necessarily the Game Pass. And I think that those two things are actually separated in this instance. Because like, like I said, there's just too many good games and good content coming into Game Pass for it to really diminish all the other shit. Right. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, Redfall is not a great game, but like you're also not necessarily paying anything to play it. So like you get a chance to try it like it's for all of the things that we said about the game. Like I downloaded it and was playing it with these guys and I was having a lot of fun. But it's you still understand like this is bad, <laughs> you know, so there's still value in the sense that you can play these games and try things out and, you know, whatever, what have you. I just think that PlayStation Plus isn't doing enough to compete. Right. Like, yeah, sure. If PlayStation makes that push, which it seems like they're very much not interested in doing, if they make that push to do so, then maybe we have a different conversation. And the perception can easily lean more towards PlayStation if they decide to say, hey, um, Spider-Man 2 comes out on PlayStation Plus or whatever, you know, and like starts doing those types of things. Sure, you can you can make an argument there. But I think Microsoft is doing enough for Game Pass to to like keep that being as great as it is in of itself. Whenever they get this shit figured out with um with these first party games, now we're talking about it launching into a different stratosphere. But Game Pass is great. Nothing Microsoft's doing is hurting it. it mm-hmm. It's it's more about pushing it to the next level now. It's just more yeah. like not only that, but like the first party content. You know, as long as Microsoft, you know, hopefully Starfield wasn't won't be as bad of a flop as uh, Redfall. But you know, that's the only thing. We just got to work on that and. You know, like, I can see why Chris was, like, mentioning Game Pass. Because there are, like, some, you know, people, like, considering, it's like, oh, it's Game Pass ruining, you know, the first party games. Because I don't know, like, what's the incentives with it. Because there's a difference between, like, people downloading a game and playing it from a subscription compared to, like, spending $70 and end up playing, you know, the game. Because... You know, the seventy dollars, I'm sure majority goes to the studio. I just don't know how like the, the revenue splits go from you know, the first parties, you know, title games and stuff like that, but Yeah. <laughs> I just I just feel like that argument is so Like I don't know if they're baseless. like not as <laughs> I don't know. See, like, you know, Microsoft buys Bethesda. You know, they're probably handing them blank checks, you know, do whatever you want, you know, paying them big time. <laughs> But that's like you drop a trash ass game like this. Like, is it because Microsoft is like, okay, here, do this. I'm not going to keep an eye on you, but you keep on working your mojo. And, you know, they're like, they're not, since they're not being constantly monitored and, you know, having to make drastic changes because of it, like, are they getting lazy? That's kind of my point right here. You know what I mean? Like, are we going to see a lot of more lazy developing developments, whatever, you know, like, are they going to get a lot lazier just because it is on a streaming service compared to like a God of War, which is going to be like a $70 game day one. And like, you know, the studio probably see most of the revenue compared to like, I don't know. So, maybe I'm just bad. So, so here's, so here's the consequence of if, if, um, if the next game, the arcane Austin creates is trash, what's going to happen to that studio? 
it's going to close. Like Microsoft's not in the business of losing money. <laughs> They're just yeah. not. Well, <laughs> so like, I just, I just don't, that makes no sense, man. Like Microsoft's interested in making money. They're not just going to allow these studios to just keep creating shitty games <laughs> and like have nothing happen. Right. These people's jobs are still on the line. Like they still have to worry about this type of stuff. So like, yeah, Microsoft's giving them a blank check, but like, I just, I just, I push back on the idea. Like, like game pass is ruining gaming. How? Like, there's no realistic yeah, that, that's place. Hard, the, the, there's no realistic what? place that, like, oh, they're just gonna keep pushing out shovelware for Game Pass. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I was talking about more like the first party standpoint because the third party titles, you know, Xbox be like, yo, here's a check, you know, put this on my subscription service. You know, they already put the hard, you know, hard working and stuff like that to the game. Like, for example, like with Oolong, you know, like they worked hard for that game. Mm-hmm. And then Microsoft's like, okay, I like this. Let me put this on my service compared to like, okay, this is, you know, Arcane is a Microsoft studio. You know, Microsoft is already the ones funding them. So, like, you know, like I said, they just might not be as motivated just because, I don't know, like... Okay, so I think... I, I'm probably not explaining it correctly how I, I wanted to. Well, but. I think I think I'm understanding, like, the underlining question, right? So, if, if you look at God of War and, you know, it makes $20 million, it's considered a success. And that studio can, can breathe easy, right? So, you're, you're talking more about how you measure success when you have Game Pass... I mean, it sounds like that's ultimately what you're talking about, right? It's like, is there an incentive for these guys at the first party studios? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because they're not getting paid as much from the split. So, like, you think they're not going to go as hard? Because, like I said, like you mentioned, you know, like, let's say God of War sells 20 million copies, 20 million times 60, that's $120 million right there. You know, obviously, God of War is a different breed. That game's, you know, just that, that's a whole different level. You know, that's, that's, Fucking quadruple A tier compared to Microsoft's triple A tier, but what is it called? Like you know, it's like third party titles. Like of course we're gonna get bangers because Microsoft is willing to shell out like checks just to get these games on the service, just for the service to look nice. But like I like what worries me is just like the first party games just not really hitting as like they, as they should. And granted, like Game Pass is still a great service, but. You know, when you pay fifteen dollars a month to download a game once and be like, "All right, this shit is trash," delete, and then it's like, you know. So okay, so there are a lot of different ways to tackle what you're saying. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So a people still people still buy games, <laughs> even though Game Pass exists. People still yeah. buy games, so there's that. Um, like like what I think Halo had like over a million copies sold or whatever, like within a certain time frame. So like even though the existence of Game Pass was there. Halo still sold a ton of copies. So mm-hmm. there's that. The next side of that is, I think I think um, the idea is that the metric changes, right? Like Microsoft has, has obviously talked about this. They're looking at subscribers. So like if your game drives a certain subscriber, like I, I, we talked about Netflix as an example beforehand. It's the same way Netflix measures what shows do and don't um, get renewed. Like you, you see there's a ton of shows on Netflix that get canceled entirely, right? Netflix is handing out blank checks left and right for you to make the shit. But if it's not getting enough people uh, to to subscribe or like not enough people are viewing it or playing it or whatever, guess what? You get cut. You don't, you know, you're not getting making another season of that show or whatever. We're not making another movie from this particular director. Like the, 
even though there's not like money involved in like determining the value of oh this game sold x amount of copies they still have metrics of hours played um subscribers like join joining the service and all that type of stuff so i just i just feel like the metrics are different now i don't Mm -hmm. think that the expectations around like creating quality work changes like if you if you create a bad game there's a problem there like they they might cut your budget for your next game because you're not producing as much they might just cut your studio entirely people get fired like literally look at what happened with 343 (laughs) like tons of people got laid off um you know uh like i think a a whole section of their their uh studio got laid off entirely the studio heads lost their jobs entirely like there are it's not just like oh like do whatever i want and there's no consequences you know what i mean so like i just don't see that making a lot of sense like game pass is a is a service and it's doing well but there's still the like critical and financial success of your specific game. And if it's not coming to the table the way it needs to, Microsoft has shown that they're not afraid to make the changes that they need to make for that to happen. So, you know, Arcane Leon, or sorry, not Leon, Austin, like there are some changes that might have to happen because of how bad Redfall just went down, right? And, you know, and again, the fact that Microsoft was taking such a hands-off approach with with, um, Bethesda, Largely because they had continued to do what they needed to do, right? Like the 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 biggest two, well, I think the, the only two things that no, three things that released since Microsoft purchased Bethesda was Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, and um, oh my god, we were just talking about this. No, um, we were just talking about this. The one oh. that came out, Shadow dropped earlier this year. Oh, uh, uh, High Rush. Yeah. Like all three of those games, even though we don't care for Ghostwire Tokyo, they were all well received, right? All well received games. So, like, you know, it kind of makes sense to have to be like, all right, you guys are good, you know, do what you got to do. But now this is a tremendous failure. So, like, you would have to imagine there may be some changes coming on. But it's weird though, because like, don't you think it's weird that those games were critically claimed? But they were because it was a previous deal with PlayStation. But then when Xbox comes in and, you know, sets up their own shop, I don't know. Well, Hi-Fi Rush is the the one that kind of breaks breaks that conversation. But, I mean, yeah, I I really just think at the end of the day, it's just that Arcane and Austin made a bad game. And that's really what it boils down to. And... There's, there was pressure on them because of the previous things that were happening on Xbox. But, you know, now there's all these different conversations about it and, you know, uh, confidence is shaken and so on and so forth. Like, I just, I think it's just like Redfall is uh, a small problem or like a small, I don't know, small part of a bigger problem that was already going on about people's perception of things. And people were waiting for Redfall to be the thing that was different and it just wasn't. So, like, Boom, now we're back here, this like doom and gloom shit that people have been talking about for a while now. Yeah. And see, my thing is like, it didn't even need to be different. Like, the different thing was like a cherry on top of the Sunday, you know? When I say different, I just meant like different as in like successful. Ah, got you. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because they could have gave us a really predictable game that was fire yeah, and I would have no. been happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that could, that would have been fine. You know, so that, that shit sucks, man. Yeah, I, I just meant different as far as shifting the narrative. Yeah, no, nah, I, I got you now. Yeah. I got you. You know what you I know. think? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say. And 
I don't know. Like we know, Redfall is an open world game. Do you think open world games nowadays are just getting lazy in a sense where it's like they're focused on creating a bigger world that's like empty? You know what I mean? With like nothing really to do, but they they want it to be open world so that the game looks bigger than it actually is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you got to go to point A to point B. The shit's across the map. So, like, yeah, the journey's going to take longer to get there. But in reality, like, you know. I, I don't think anybody's don't making an open world game and purposely making it empty. I don't think. Well, I, not empty, but, like, in a sense of just, like, boring. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like, at least me personally, when I played a little bit of Redfall, it just felt boring to me. And do you think maybe... Like companies should start making a shift from these open world games and going back to how these linear games used to be, and it's like there's like I'm starting to miss that because like granted like open world games are nice and all like we got Jedi Survivor and you know the open world is amazing, but then it's like Redfall where it's like bland and boring and it's like I'd rather instead of making it a, a like a huge ass open world, just give me like a good story with a linear like pathway. You know what I mean like. I think the open world genre has kind of been a little like too overplayed, in my opinion. But I know that's like a whole different topic for a different day, probably. Well, my first question would be: What other game? What other game do you feel like has done what Redfall's done in that it's open world and it's boring, and it's just a secret, like big. For the I would have to like big. look back at my catalog because I'm sure there's a different game. Like I'm sure there's multiple games I played before. It's like this game is fun, but like. The open world is, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I personally, I think it just gets boring at times when it's like, you got this massive open world and half the time you're spending is just traveling to one destination to another just to complete a story mission. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that could change. I mean, I just, I just think that Redfall is bad. Just for the same oh, I mean, that game it's, is just bad. But, but like, but, but here's the, the like trap that I think you might be falling into is like, oh well, like, is there a trend in this game that like other games are doing that maybe if they didn't do it, like you know, it wouldn't be a problem. No, like this is this is bad. Well, <laughs> it's just well, bad. It, it is bad, you know. Like, like it's taken the trends that have been successful in a lot of other games yeah. and just didn't do it properly. And I think that's that's really like it's just that simple. Like, I don't think that I don't think if you make this game linear and like still continue to have all these problems that anything changes. Yeah. Like the AI is dumb, you know. Like it's <laughs> just, it's just bad, you know. Like yeah. I think that there's plenty of opportunities to make interesting happen, interesting things happen in an open world like that. Like, I mean, honestly, there were a couple interesting instances that happened when we were playing, you know, like we ran into like this, this crazy, like horde of zombies and like there's a lot of secrets to run into and so on and so forth. So like it wasn't all bad and all empty, but I just think there just wasn't enough there because they just didn't make a good enough game. Like, I I really just think it's just that in this instance, it is literally that simple. There's probably some other games you could really dissect and go into and be like, well, this is a trend that probably just needs to die in gaming. And like, you know, maybe like this didn't need to be open world for the sake of being open world. I couldn't see a world where this was like a linear game and it was still good. Yeah, like the only I guess the only argument you could really make is like maybe it's like since it is open world, they focused maybe a little more on that, like world building and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, it just sucks because, you know, we got this game. We were expecting it to be like a good game, 
and it wasn't, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, like, no. I just feel like, and I, I hate this because like, you know, I mean, I love when video games get shown in a lot, but like, I'm starting to just like get to the point where it's like, don't show anything until this shit is like spotless. I, like and I know obviously it's impossible to be spotless nowadays. There's a lot of bugs that you know can be exploded and stuff like that. But like, I'm just just don't show me it unless it's ready. Don't hype it up. Nothing. Like, give me a final product that you know me as a user can enjoy. And then like after the shit drops, fucking drop all your hype media shit if the game's good. You know, like if it sucks. I don't want it. But see, now that's that's a different. I know it's a whole a different, different argument. A different argument. We were talking about this before. <laughs> it's like you have to market games, right? Like you can't just shadow drop everything because you have to. You have to like have some. Yeah, ramp no, up. you gotta build the <clears> hype, <throat> like for people to want to go on your platform and stuff like right. that. Or not even just that, but like for people wanting to play your product, right? Like not everybody like, is like <laughs> as connected as you and I, right? You have to like. You have to push this to eyeballs of people who aren't regularly looking for gaming content, right? So, like, you have to draw up hype. Like, it's it's tough. But, like, yeah. I, I feel like really what it boils down to at the end of the day is <clears throat> we all just need to manage our expectations differently about shit, about everything that anyone's making. Yeah, man. That would be easier if they would give more vague hype shit. You know what I mean? Like, they really, I hope going forward, will never put out another <laughs> showcase or anything that says these are all coming out this year or this night. Don't do no more of that type of shit. Yeah, well, because I think that's, that's where true. they're shooting themselves in the foot. I like, think they're shooting themselves in the foot with that. But when I say, like, we need to manage our own expectations, they can do whatever the hell they want. I'm, I'm talking about, like, they can show whatever sizzle reel, whatever, like, we need to, like, you know, have an understanding within ourselves that like, hey, this is probably this could suck, you know, like and internalize that and have that be what it is. I it's their job to hype this shit up at the end of the day, right? It is their mm-hmm. job to hype this shit up. And it's like it's not it doesn't make me feel great to say that like we should all just expect everything to be shit because like it's a very like nihilist, like negative way to look at the world. So like I don't want that necessarily. But I'm just saying, you know, like at the end of the day, like it probably is just easier to just be like, ah, whatever. Like, I'll just play this and see what it's like and have that be the end of it. And I think that's easy to do when you have games coming out on Game Pass because you don't have to worry about shelling out money for it. But, you know, other other games is a bit of a different story. You you, you need to you need to feel something in your, you know, to make you want to shell out $70, right? Like, it's, it's a, I mean, unless, unless you want to wait for reviews, but even then I don't really fully trust reviews because if, if I listened to reviews, I probably wouldn't go play Jedi Survivor. Like with some of the way some of the reviews had come out, not IGN's oh, review. Oh, but that, like, I was gonna say that shit is. I've seen a lot of tens across the board. Right, but there's there's like a number of them that are like, well, I don't even know if you should play this game because the bugs are this, that, and the other. And it's like, are you dumb? Like this game's <laughs> fucking great. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, I, you know, I I think at the end of the day, like for me <laughs> for me personally, there's just a level of like. All right, I'll just keep a healthy level of skepticism, and that sucks because that's not really it's not yeah, good for gaming. Say. It's not, it's not good say. for gaming at all. But there have been too many disappointments since the time that we started this podcast. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many like hyped up AAA games that have just been like, starting with Cyberpunk, right? Like that's that's probably the first one from when we started started this thing, um, and it's just been more and more of them, you know, with with crazy bugs or this or that. And, you know, and, yeah. and ironically, like one of the games that I was the least hyped for was like one of my favorite games 
of like the last decade. You know, it's, it's just it's crazy how that type of shit works. Hell, yeah. fucking uh, Guardians, that Guardians game. We all were sitting there talking Bro. mad shit about it, Thanks, and that Bro. game ended up being amazing. So, like, I think we should start, we just got to start talking more shit. <laughs> I guess so. <clears throat> just be a, a absolute cynic. Just fucking rage at everything. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I will say we're we've been going quite some time on on the Redfall stuff. I think we probably should skip the uh, PlayStation Five Pro conversation. Maybe save that for next week. Um, because yeah, we're already well over an hour here. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anything you guys wanted to uh, say to put a put a pin in the Redfall conversation and you know Xbox as a whole. They, they they better get that fucking Starfield right, bro. That shit better be motherfucking Mike Tyson of a video game. You feel what I'm saying? That it shit really, better it hit. really does. It has to it has to it hit. hit. It has to hit like Ooh. Elden Ring levels Ooh. of like yeah yeah yeah. If it don't hit, man, undeniable I'm hit. You, I'm about to just like all right. Where's my Sony cap? Because I don't know. That's gonna be tough, bro. Yeah, man. Like, I appreciate Game Pass, you know, especially for the simple fact that, like, it's integrated to PC as well, and I've been playing a lot more PC, but I don't know, man. The box is, like, I still love the box because that's what the boys play, but other than that, Game Pass, like, I can get it on PC. There's nothing really going for it. Yeah, but I, mean, me. I mean, to be fair, you don't really play on your Xbox. Anyway, I know. Oh, like I, I really, I really don't. I play most like, all the games that are cosplay on PC. Like the only games I wouldn't be able to play is like I know I haven't played in like only last time it was like Siege. We now play that like that once in a while. But yeah, <clears throat> I mean, as as far as like either console, like I still have both, and I'm still gonna play both exclusives. I still still prefer playing my games on Xbox one way or the other, but. I, I think as far as their first party stuff, they really need to start figuring that out, like being more consistent. And I know like and this, that's the other thing is like they're like on this precipice of like all these studios y'all bought and you need to start churning out more shit and more shit and more shit. And it's like, where where is it? <laughs> where is I'm it? tired of seeing Minecraft. Where Fucking- is it? Got Minecraft Legends. I don't want to see that shit. Come on, Mojang. And it's like, I know, like, we end up saying this type of thing all the time, but, like, you know, so they just announced, like, officially that the the Xbox showcase is going to be happening June 11th, so we'll be, you know, we'll be here uh, live streaming that for sure. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be happening immediately afterwards. It's going to be Starfield Direct, right? Like, those presentations need to also go perfectly. Like, absolutely perfectly. I know yeah. Gears of War is another one of those franchises that are just like slowly getting repetitive, but well, I don't. That's that's not really fair, in my opinion, with Gears because I just think they haven't come out with a new game in a while. I think the moment you come out with a new game, that fan base gets reignited very quickly, and I think that they could. And I I don't like saying this, but I feel like they could come out with a very similar game to Gears Five and just get everybody fucking hyped as shit again. I'm hoping they don't do that. I, please, really don't do that. But <laughs> it's gonna be our, you know, Gears Six is gonna be an Unreal Five. I'm expecting fucking balls to the wall, like everything better be spotless, man. Well, graphically, that shit's gonna hit. Like it's it's just gonna hit. And I yeah. think the fact that it's on Unreal <clears throat> Two also kind of diminishes a lot of the bugs that you may see from some of the other games because they, you know, they know that engine. Like the guys that work on Gears know that engine. Like that game comes out, it's it's good. Like I don't think Gears Five had like. 
noticeable like uh, bugs or anything that people were really talking about. So that's that's the other thing about buggy games nowadays. It's like if you if you drop it on Unreal, it's a lot less likely to be be a problem. So changes uh, perspectives on things for sure. But yeah, um, yeah. At the end of the day, they really got to come correct. I mean, if we see a new gears, that'd be dope. But um, Hellblade is really one we need to see. Forza, we need to get a hard date on, okay. and then, and then that Starfield Direct is going to be major too. And that's yeah. that's one good thing about when Todd Howard does his thing, we're going to see the game, right? Like, like we're not going to see like um, I don't like know, like a mess- cinematic trailer, right? Like we're gonna like he's going to be sitting there playing the game, talking about it. I think that's one of the other things as to why like I feel pretty confident about the game being good. Cause I don't, I just don't think that man's going to get up on a, in front of a screen and like sit there for a half hour to an hour talking about a game. And like, we're all going to be looking at it. Like what the fuck? This looks like trash. Like, I don't, I just <laughs> don't see that happening. That guy is just too, he's, he's a, he's legendary as, as far as like game designers go. And like, he knows what he knows. And I just have a hard time believing that he's going to get up on that screen and be like, here's Starfield. And it's just like, Oh, like this isn't working. Like, oh, this, like this, that, yeah. You know, like, it's. Just, I think, I think that game is going to be great. It's just a matter of how. Like, is it going to be good or is it going to be great? And I th- it needs to be great. It really needs to be great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, they actually, I think, in their press release, they said, oh, "Damn, I should have pulled this up. I should have had it ready." I'm sorry, guys, but I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure in the press release they mentioned something a, a, a tease about a brand new uh, game entirely that they'll be like a brand new IP entirely that they'll, they'll be uh, introducing. So, you know, it really is, it really is time for us to start getting some more concrete dates or more concrete information on a lot of the stuff that's coming. Cause they, they've, they've announced a lot. They've announced a lot of stuff that really could be good. It just, it just needs to happen. We need to start. Seeing yeah. it Cause Redfall is just not a good look. You got to get that taste out of our mouths as quickly as possible. All right, yeah, and with that, I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. So, again, guys, thank you for watching and listening. Let us know what you guys think about uh, about everything we talked about, Redfall, the state of Xbox, uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, you know, make sure to, to, if you guys are watching this on YouTube.com slash at XPACpod, uh, make sure to drop a comment down below. Uh, if you guys are checking us out on our social media stuff, um, you know, make sure to let us know what you guys think there. So, at XPACpod on Twitter and Instagram and then also expansion pad podcast with an X on TikTok. So until next time, guys, thanks for watching and listening. Peace. Hey, y'all.